Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome one, welcome all into Fizz Final as Syracuse easily handles and rolls past Niagara 75 to 45 and of course we're talking basketball here on this Fizzcast. Jaron May here with John Eads to break it all down and basically tell you about some specific players and and John how we'll do this is basically go player by player because I think each one kind of deserves to have their own conversation Um, and we'll start with Quincy Garrier. So again Syracuse takes down Niagara 75-45. Quincy Garrier is pretty much the star of this game and he kind of shines in Barama Sidibe's absence I mean Sidibe went out with injury um, in that first game he tore his meniscus and now Quincy Garrier steps up into a starting role and plays absolutely fantastic off the or rather as a starter 23 points 13 rebounds um, and also had a block in there I personally am huge on Quincy Garrier early in this season John I mean, how can you not be? He stepped right in for Barama Sidibe and manned, manned the post under the rim on both sides of the basket. A breakout game for the sophomore. I, I mean, I'm not sure if you say it was his best game, but statistically, certainly his best game. I mean, a, a breakout performance from Quincy. And I was in his uh, little media meeting he had earlier this week, and yep. he said he needed to take on a bigger role. He needed to shoot the ball better. And boy, he did it all tonight, Jaron. Yeah, I mean, he said, and let, let's let's actually talk about that a little bit. Before the game earlier this week, he said he wants to be making, not shooting, making three to four three-pointers a game. Now, let's put that in perspective. All of last season, he only made three. So, do I think Quincy Garrier is going to be the third splash brother of the Syracuse team? No, I think that title goes to Alan Griffin. Uh, I don't even think Quincy Garrier at the end of the season, we'll be averaging one made three-pointer per game, which is fine. But if he can add just a little of uh, outside shooting, that just changes up his game and makes defenses change up how they defend him. Um, And that's a big part um, of being a dynamic player. And uh, tonight against Niagara, Quincy Garrier, a double-double. It's back-to-back games with a double-double for the sophomore. Um, And listen, I think if he can sustain this, he could be flirting with an all-ACC team. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be first team. He's not probably going to be second team. But I think he could be a third team or an honorable mention because he's just that talented. And he's been showing a lot of grit and heart early in this season. I was thinking more honorable mention as well, Jaron. I think that's a good point. He certainly will have the opportunity. I mean, Sidibe is going to be out for, what, a month, maybe more? Yep, four weeks. um, he certainly showed today he can he can hold that down while he's out and maybe take some of his minutes. Maybe Beheim trusts him a little bit more and shoot. Instead of coming off the bench, he's your starter, uh, even when Sidibe comes back. Yeah, I think he does stay in that starting role. Maybe Alan Griffin is the guy that comes in as the sixth man if 
once Barama comes back. Um, but hey, Garrier, you got to be happy with what he did at 6'7", was bodying with those big guys of Niagara um, and led the Orange in rebounding tonight against Niagara. Again, Syracuse wins 75-45, and we're breaking it all down here on Fizz Final. Jaron May here with John Eads. John, let's talk about the next guy on the list, and it's Kadari Richmond. The freshman gets his first start because before the game, there was some breaking news. There was a positive test within the SU program. We're not completely sure who tested positive, but through contact tracing, that meant Buddy Bayheim was out for the game. He was not the one that tested positive, or at least that's what the reports say, but he was not able to play. So Kadari Richmond steps up in the starting role and played absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, Jaron, and he did it all. I mean, 16 points for the true freshman. He had so much hype when he uh, was coming into the Salt City. Ian Unsworth wrote a fantastic article on him coming out of high school, one of the top recruits in Syracuse's 2020 class, and certainly lived up to the billing tonight, and he made plays at every level. I mentioned the 16 points. He had six assists, seven rebounds, four steals, and three blocks. I mean, the question has to be asked now. I know it was hot on Twitter. You know, does he take <laughs> Joe Girard's minutes? Yeah, it's it's definitely a good question. Listen, he contributed in every facet of the game. He outplayed Joe Girard. He looked like a starting caliber point guard. He really did. And if Joe Girard, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on him a little later, Joe Girard didn't have his best game. And if he continues to be a little weary and not the star player that we expected him to be and not step up into the role that a lot of experience a lot of people expected him to do, Kadari Richmond could be a very serviceable starting point guard. He looked fantastic tonight. And the thing is, his length on the, it, maybe if we just want to talk defensively, his length at the top of the 2-3 zone is like something that Joe Girard, that Buddy Beheim, that really no one on your team offers because he's athletic enough to play the top of the zone and he's long enough to get his long arms and hands into the passing lanes. The key word there, athletic. I mean, he's long just like Buddy Beheim, but Kadari Richmond is a different type of athlete than Buddy Beheim is. He's active, he has faster feet, and I think he has that innate ability to you know kind of know where the offense is going to go before they actually run what they're doing. And it's funny, I was watching uh, another zone defense team, Oakland from uh, Michigan, actually playing against Michigan, mm -hmm. and they absolutely shut down the Wolverines. And I was like, shoot, why isn't why can't Syracuse do this with their zone defense? It's because they got smaller guys, more athletic guys, they're active, and they force turnovers. You know, they, they close out every time. They just, I don't know, they don't play lazy. You know what I mean? Not to say Buddy Beheim's lazy, but like I said, Kadari Richmond, a different animal, brings different kinds of things to the game, especially at the top of the zone on defense. Right, and offensively, he showed off today his athleticism as well on that side of the ball. There's this one play that sticks in my head. Uh, it was a fast break, got passed up to him. He had, he had, he was one on two. So two guys were crashing down on him. He, instead of trying to pull it out and set up his offense, he saw, okay, I'm more athletic, I'm taller, I'm stronger, I can get through these two guys. And you might question, do you want to go one-on-two? He was smart enough, and he was like, I'm going to do this in the right way. 
He brought it to the hoop, basically up faked, did a full on 360, and it wasn't a windmill dunk, but instead it was just a 360 layup, and it was a nifty move, and it's something that really sticks in your head as a Syracuse fan. So Kadari Richmond earning a lot of praise tonight, and rightfully so, in Syracuse's 75 to 45 win over Niagara. You're listening to F- Final Fizz. If you want to go check out all of our content, go on orangefizz.net or follow us at orangefizz on Twitter. Uh, on this final fizz, it's Jaron May and John Eads breaking down Syracuse's win over Niagara. We've talked about Quincy Garrier and Kadari Richmond. That's the good side of things. Now, John, let's switch over to maybe the not-so-good side of things. And we'll start with someone who is in the middle, Alan Griffin tonight. He was very quiet in going 3-for-13. It's It wasn't his best day. Now, it wasn't his worst, and I know it's his just his second time in his second game in Orange, but it wasn't a great night for Alan Griffin. Second time in Orange and second time really playing those you know impact minutes, those more than 25, 30 minutes per game. At Illinois, he came off the bench. He didn't really have that kind of an impact there. You know, he was kind of a role player, and now he's still trying to learn how to play those big minutes. And, you know, it, he looked great against Bryant, and now it's going to be about consistency. He didn't look as good tonight. Still had 10 points, you know, still had four rebounds. Wasn't the double-double he had in the last game, but I think he's still trying to figure out what his role is going to be and, you know, how he can help this team out as, you know, such an impact player playing so many minutes. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's a that's a good point right there. It's still fresh. He's still trying to figure out his role, um, and especially tonight where there were some other guys that were shining, he didn't have to step up. My just one worry is that he goes 3-for-13, and he doesn't really change anything. The shots that he was taking in the first half were the same shots that he was taking in the second half. And this is kind of my critique for both Alan Griffin and Joe Girard, and I guess we can wrap up JG3 in this conversation as well. They both struggled tonight shooting the ball. And when you're primarily a deep ball shooter and your shot and your shots aren't falling, which happens. I mean, it, it's, it's a way of basketball. It happens that you're going to be cold once in a while. But when that happens, the great players decide, okay, I'm going to put the ball on the deck, I'm going to get to the rim, and I'm either going to score easy twos or I'm going to get fouled and get easy buckets and kind of just slow my heart down at the line. So that's something that I wish Alan Griffin and Joe Girard decided to do a little more tonight against Niagara. And again, you know, we're only two games in, so, you know, that's something they could pick up as we go. But, you know, you talked about Alan Griffin's athleticism on defense. How do you think he did on that side of the floor tonight, Jaron? Yeah, I mean, he was he was okay. The whole defense for Syracuse looked really solid in the beginning of the first half, and it was so good that Niagara was kind of becoming desperate and was hucking really deep threes. And I tweeted this on the Orange Fizz Twitter that you can go follow at Orange Fizz. If they're going to do that, then let them do that. Let them die, live and die by the deep three. So... If that's what they're going to do, that's fine. What the 2-3 zone should not be doing is getting all the way out on those deep shooters and basically getting out of position and putting them in bad positions because a good ACC team, which the ACC slate is just around the corner, is going to be able to pick you apart if you start to overcommit. Um, So Alan Griffin kind of needs to still, he's still learning the 2-3 zone, but needs to recognize when he's overcommitting and kind of putting his defense in a bad place. So Niagara got desperate for threes. They didn't hit him. 
The way you beat his own defense is by hitting your shots from outside. We saw Bryant do it. They were hot from outside, at least in the first half or, you know, even yeah. the first half of the second. They didn't, do, they didn't do that. So, simply put, Niagara didn't hit their shots, and that's why Syracuse won. Right. Right. All right. Uh, well, again, you're listening to Fizz Final here by Orange Fizz, Jaron May and John Eads. Again, you can go check out all of our content, orangefizz.net. And follow us on Twitter at Orange Fizz. All right, we talked about the good guys. We talked about some guys that struggled again in Syracuse's 75 to 45 victory over Niagara on Thursday night. The last guy I really want to detail here with you, John, is Woody Newton. Coming off the bench in his first collegiate basketball minutes, he looked pretty darn good. I mean, I was pretty happy with him. Yeah, and, and like Kadari, I mean, a young guy coming in, making an impact on all levels. Nine points, five boards, two steals, and two blocks. I mean, you can't ask for much more, especially from a freshman. Uh, we hadn't seen much of him against Bryant. He came in a little bit, and uh, I, I certainly think he looked great tonight. He's really, uh, you know, finding his stride, if you will, early on here in the 315. Yeah, and the best thing for Jim Beheim and, and to win minutes with Jim Beheim is to be a hustler. And that's what Woody Newton did. He out-hustled everyone. He was crashing the boards. He was throwing up some threes that were questionable, but in, if that's all he did, Jim Beheim would have pulled him and just completely ripped him a new one. But he made up for it because he would crash his own boards. He would throw one up, realize, okay, that's not going to fall, and he would immediately start sprinting in there. Like That's what I would do when I was 12 years old because I could never hit a three-pointer for my for for <laughs> anything and I just wanted to be able to shoot them but then I realized oh crap I got to go grab those rebounds and Woody Newton maybe it was the energy of his first collegiate basketball game but I really was impressed with how much effort he left or he had on that floor tonight and that's half the battle. I mean, everything else comes, you know, I mean, Garrier, Dolajai, th those guys are hustle players and they bring it every game. You know, sometimes, you know, the, statistically they don't put up big numbers, but it's there every game. And as long as they're doing that, they're at least benefiting the team in that sense. And it, it was great to see Woody not only have the effort, but also, you know, back it up with some good numbers tonight as well. So Syracuse beats Niagara 75-45, and we're breaking it down here on Fizz Final. Before we go, John, I have one last question for you, and Syracuse playing Ryder this upcoming Saturday night. For that game, what is the key to the game for the Orange? I think the same thing. You know, Ryder's not a team that is bringing back a lot of production. They're kind of a question mark. A lot of transfers, a lot of reserve players are stepping into bigger roles this year. Uh, you know, they're, they're picked to finish last in the same conference that Niagara's actually in, the MAAC. So I think just continue to improve, play well defensively, force them to make their shots. I mean, they're, they're starting five are going to have seen like almost no action in college basketball. So uh, not much really to say. I don't expect Syracuse to struggle with the Bronx. Um, that's all I got, Jaron. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you kind of put it politely. Ryder's not a great team. They just really aren't. Um, and if you want to go learn more about the Bronx and basically hear a preview of the game, go check out our FizzCast and our uh, John Eads actually did it with Ian Unsworth, and he previews the game between Syracuse and Ryder, which is, again, coming up this Saturday. You can find that FizzCast on our SoundCloud. Fizz Radio is the thing to search, or Orange Fizz. 
All right, that's going to do it for this FizzCast. Again, Syracuse takes down Niagara 75-45. to Your final score as the Orange improve to 2-1 and one on the season. Make sure you go follow all of our content, Orange Fizz on SoundCloud, orangefizz.net, and of course, Orange Fizz on Twitter. For John Eads, I'm Jaron May signing off. We'll see you next time.